Thank you for listening to Recyclables. I really appreciate it. If you want to support the program, the best way to do that is to like, subscribe, and share. Uh, the next best way is to make a donation either through the Acast app or at our Patreon, which is just patreon forward slash recyclables.com. Until next time, thank you. Yo, I don't know. <laughs> You're listening to the news dump. That was that was that was some force, right? That was good. That was, that was aggressive. Solid effort. Okay, I'm sorry, a little less aggressive. You're listening to the news dump. Ooh, do you want to do? I feel radio? like we need some smooth jazz right there. Coming up on 101.3, the news dump. Compost. You're listening to the news dump. I am Patrick. Uh, the other voice, the other voices you hear will introduce themselves. Uh, I'm Rochelle Cody, uh, and uh, we are composting the bullshit here. And I have invited my roommate, my cat co-parent, uh, the person who headbutted me in the nose last night, the one and only Corey Taylor Cedar Lee. That's my name. I know it's long, so don't wear it out because your tongue will get tired. Um, we figured we'd bring him along for an episode because he's usually like awkwardly in the other room, uh, play either doing D and D because he's cool, or just doing laundry and interrupting us. What a thing to say! Doing D and D because he's cool. How times have changed. Amen. He's fresh. He's hip. It's on the YouTube's. Speaking of on the YouTube's, what are we talking about today? Oh, okay. See, I've been. I don't. I don't even want to talk about it. It's, I'm already mad. I'm already mad, Patrick. But we are we are we're having talking about the fakest of the fake, the detrimentalist of the detrimental. Cryptocurrency. And yeah. we're we're trying to come we're we're trying to come at this but we want to be neutral as possible in At this least part. in describing what it is. Uh do you Rochelle and I have been playing with this for a minute now. Uh, uh what do you know about how what cryptocurrency is, Mr. Corey? bunch of words <laughs> and he won't take my name uh, when we get married so my my funny. very basic layman's understanding of cryptocurrency is it is a new representation of currency that circumvents a lot of the physical tangible uh, money that we have as representation for currency now it is more or less an attempt to uh, replace the gold standard uh, in, a, in a modern era, but I could be incredibly wrong. I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to stop you right you, there. You've got... I'm going to stop you right there. Sorry, Patrick. No, I think he's he's got... No, he's got... He's 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 talking about a lot of the concepts that just might be a little jumbled. Yeah, and that's, that's fine. That's not true. I didn't get it either. I still... When did we go off the gold standard? We went off the gold standard a while ago. I know. I want to say it was the seventies. Yeah, I feel like it was two thousandses. But like it is, it is correct, and I was trying to replace the standard of physical currency. Right. Replace some of the restrictions. The the specifically one of the things they're trying to get around is that money is government controlled or, or regulated. So, um, when the U.S. dollar was removed from the gold standard in 1977, oh, okay. a lot of leading economists and bankers were nervous. Uh, because what we have now, and again, uh, I've, I've explained before, economics not my strong suit. What we use now is something called the fiat currency. We just all agree the money exists, and our governments regulate its manufacture and distribution 
the banks do too, obviously nominally. And I'm not even, I'm, that's a very high school, I think, understanding and, and uh, explanation of it. So, yeah, I wanted to like kind of do, here's some steps on looking at it. What is, what inherently has more value? A $50 bill or a banana? The banana because Because you can actually eat it. However, because we've all agreed that that $50 could get you X amount of bananas, it's worth that much if we all agree upon it. So that's currency base level. It is a representation for purchasing power. It's a universal translator for goods is how I think yeah. of it. Goods and yeah. services. Yeah. Um yeah. when we went off the gold standard, it's almost like it's connected to the US's like economic strength and purchasing power. The weird definition I got when the demand for the treasure is high, the value of the US dollar rises. The third uh another way is through foreign exchange reserves. And that's the amount of dollars held in other governments. We all agree the money exists. So yeah. it exists. Yeah. We, we all agree the money exists. <laughs> and, and we've used, we've, we, so like, it's especially funny because the way we denote the value of the dollar is also fake. Value inherently, like, ar- arbitrarily design, dis- discerning a monetary value for what is a, a unit and how it can apply to different goods and services based on everybody being the same. It does, it's obviously fake. So where cryptocurrency comes in is that it is taking that and making it so you have just have to have a computer solve these very difficult math equations to mine this currency that is on blockchain. See, this is where... So to clarify, in normal terms of money, I give you $50 because $50 is worth $50. And I get $50 worth of goods and services. They want Bitcoin or, or crypto. And let's just call it crypto coin in yeah. general uh, to be the currency by which you do that. So I give you 50 crypto coin and you give me 50 crypto coin worth of goods and services. Now, normally that's reinforced by the idea of there are other goods and services balancing that out. But instead, what crypto is trying to do is say, this ledger that proves that transaction happened is the transaction a little bit. Like, that's not exactly what it is, but that's very close. And then you add that to another line of transactions to verify it. And each of those kind of backs up the previous verification of a transaction. So it's based on, like, trust on trust on trust to a certain degree. And part of the way it's manufactured is the equations, the, the, the encryption is so complex that the effort to unencrypt it will be negated by the time you get done unencrypting it. So it's the way I've been kind of thinking of it is it's like you're picking a lock if you want to hack this thing. But as you're picking the lock, the lock is changing itself and it's doing so in real time. So once you've picked the lock up to the point you knew, more lock exists. It's got more tumblers. Yeah. And so that's, that's how it, that's how it's secured and reinforced is that it's double checking its work against itself constantly. Right. Right. And by what they're selling is access to this information and the ability to have these transactions. Okay. And I'm not the the part I'm I've been very unclear on, and I've tried to. We, we were joking earlier before you came in, but like the people who have explained it to me best were strip club patrons, right? Because they're gonna be into it, and really, the one part they could never explain to me is where is this coming from? Yeah, right. So it's it's kind of it's it's uh, it's it's 
validity through history and through recorded history. It's a, it's a, there was a big bang. We don't know what the big bang, what, what caused the big bang, but everything after the big bang exists and we know it exists. So therefore it must be true. Yes. And part of, part of what does reinforce the currency is that people are doing the work to do the encryption. So there's this labor being done to create the encryption, to create the product, which is what's being traded. I did like cursory Googling just to try to get definitions. And like the definition I got for fucking blockchain was that like it basically is like a peer to peer service for creating and transmitting currency. So it's like all y'all got to be online or like all your servers have to be on. And, and what that is is that normally governments keep track of the le- the ledger of transactions. But and it's the thing, decentralized. The, the one thing that is radical about cryptocurrency is that it's open source. Mm-hmm. Anybody who wants to be involved can be involved. And so it's not it's not regulated by anything but the people regulating it. Which is also like uh, trying to keep it neutral here, but also how a lot of scams can happen. Right. As you can decide, like, oh, our stock fell. Well, too bad about your ten thousand dollars that you invested. That's mine now. Like right. it's it's. And again, I don't. I hope that doesn't sound too unneutral in our our kind of neutral opener. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try and step this again. So we have the banana. Well, then we have the gold that we use to buy the banana. Okay, well, it's hard to carry around gold. So you put the gold in the bank, and then you have paper that says you have the gold, and then you use that to buy the banana. Okay, well, now we don't have the gold anymore. So now the cost of the, the, the price of the currency is dependent on the strength of the economy that that currency is tied to. So basically, you had, you were backed by your nation's GDP. Approximately. Right. If I'm, I, I, I'm trying to at least extrapolate this out in a way that doesn't sound like I think we all got lost earlier. And I don't know if we did, but I was lost. Because this is so fucking confusing. So then, when it comes to cryptocurrency, it's you're taking out the government, which means you're taking out regulation. That's one of the big points, is you're taking out regulation. So you're taking out consumer protections or anything like that that would protect you, like... If you have money in a bank, if you have money in a credit union, most of the time they are FDIC insured, which means up to a certain amount of money, if you have that and that, that is covered if that bank gets, like, fucked. Yeah. So you're removing that. You're removing any sort of protections that are available for currency transactions using, like, the ACH network, using digital transfers of money, using a card, like, all those types of protections. You're getting rid of all of that. And then where your money is stored is stored in the same technology that folks use to hide and transmit child porn. I mean, yeah, I didn't think of the child porn part, no, but yeah. No, but yeah. I mean, like, the, I'm putting that there, and I know that is a bit of a hot thing, and, like, I don't want I get what you mean, though. I, it, it, I don't want to give off QAnon vibes here, but cryptocurrency people drink baby's blood. Um, <laughs> oh my God. But, but I get I get what you mean in that, like, it's, it requires complex... It, it, like very encry- encryption. It's, yeah, it's, it's an it, intense amount of encryption. The it's stuff the you same... do in war to keep the other guys from killing you. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that is what you're doing with your money, and you have to use an insane amount of electrical power to mine this currency. So the people who are 
mining this currency and making it available for you to go on your fucking Coinbase and buy it, or buy it in Venmo. You can buy a fucking cryptocurrency in Venmo or store it in Venmo now. Yeah, it's now, it's there now are, taxable. There are straight-up yeah. ATMs. There yeah. Are, there oh, yeah, are there's places, one in Vegas now, right? There are, there, there are places in public malls here in the mm-hmm. city of Portland mm-hmm. where you can actually go to an ATM, stick your card in, and more or less take your bank card and transition money out of your bank into being cryptocurrency. A favorite uh, convenience store chain of mine, Flat Pantry, was talking about uh, instituting crypto like ATMs. Like, like I think there's one at the a- uh, at the Plaid Pantry right by my workplace. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised because it's it, it. I mean, in their case, it's like cool. We don't care as long as we get our cut of the rental fee of you guys putting your machine here. Yeah. Just think about how many steps we are taking away from people just directly exchanging goods and services. So first it was standing gold. Second of all, paper standing. Yeah. Okay, paper standing to back to the government. Now it's a digital stand-in. Well, and I mean, let's be honest when we talk about uh, cur- modern currency. Most of the time you are not doing transactions with physical cash anymore. No. A lot of times it's the numbers in your bank account uh, that are moving around when you swipe a card. Cryptocurrency isn't that far off the beaten path, except that there isn't a physical version of it at all. So you can't just, like, stuff cryptocurrency under a mattress. Like, you can't fucking do that. And on top of that is that a lot of them aren't really fungible. Like, you can't buy a lot of shit with most of them. And a lot of what you can do is either buy illegal goods and services or launder money. I also think it's important that it's, like, it's acknowledging that there's issues with money and that it's acknowledging, like, governments are corrupt and will funnel money to whatever they think is is fine. It acknowledges that, like, banks are messed up and they will, oh, whoopsie, we lost your money, but our president still got paid. And it's acknowledging that, like, the distribution of income is unfair. But it's like, instead of instead of fixing those problems... Mm-hmm. We found a way to circumvent those problems and profit off of it ourselves. Yeah. Well, and I do want to say that ideologically speaking, at its very stripped down base level, if you don't take a look at the consequences of it being unregulated, there is something to be said for the fact that it is in some sense seizing the means of production for the people away from a lot of other and- institutions which historically have may maybe not treated people with the best interests of the people in mind however the regulations exist for pretty good reasons in certain aspects one way or another and it is such a young currency at this point and it fluctuates with it's such v- ferocity that it is it is uh it is a very turbulent Thing at, at, very to, to put your trust in and to put your finances in at this point, uh, at least from the outside looking in as someone who is relatively uninitiated. And I think there's there's a historical precedent for it. Reminds me of things from history, and we talk about that more when we when we come back from our imaginary commercial break. But it does remind me of stuff that has happened before in human history. And the fact that, like, I know the guys that that are trying to push this either know the history and are trying to abuse it or just don't know about the history are going to fall victim to it again. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where it's like it's 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 difficult to to see other people fall down a hole. You know what I mean? To be like, I see the trap you're about to step in. You've stepped in the trap. Cool. Now your foot is in a bear trap. How did you not see the bear trap? 
I want to see, like, an M.C. Escher painting of, like, someone getting stuck in a bear trap, you know? Yeah, like, stuck in the bear trap that they're trying to get themselves out of because they don't realize they're in a bear trap. Like, yeah. Yeah. Maybe this whole world is a bear trap. Yeah. There's, um, there's a lot of pain in, in cyclical history, and the, those who have read about the things that have happened in the past and seeing the writing on the wall, it's very hard to to be trying to, to shout with your bullhorn at the masses, and your bullhorn can only reach, you know, a small portion of that crowd. Yeah. But, I'll, I'll end on the very neutral definition that I got from Google. Okay. Uh, crypto is a digital currency in which transactions are verified and records are maintained by a decentralized system using cryptography rather than by a centralized authority. So, yeah, it's the idea of if you are participating in the system, everybody has information about who has what money and how they got it. And then uh, no government has that information. So it's not only in one place and it's available to everybody participating in the currency, I'm assuming. Speaking of money that we don't want the government to know about. Oh, yeah. We're, we want to pretend like we... Oh, sorry, sorry. I was going to yeah. say, we want to pretend like we're having sponsors at some point. So what's likely is people are just going to hear a pause in the audio for a couple mm-hmm. of seconds. But someday... Ladies and gentlemen, if you're into cryptocurrency... And you want to find a way to engage in an economy that is outside of government regulation, but you want to do it in a more Christ-like way, then have I got the thing for you. And it's something that's called Christcoin. While you're sitting in the pews and they're passing that bowl around, and you reach into your wallet and realize, I don't have any cash on me. That's okay, because with Christcoin, you can pay your tithes to the church digitally. It's a completely Christian wholesome cryptocurrency and you can tell by the symbol that's printed on each and every digital coin minted by our blessed servers that have been sprinkled with holy water by an ordained priest if you sign up today and you say your prayers i guarantee with the lord and your help i can get a private jet i mean i can i can build a private church space for all christ coin users for evangelical Christians in the United States of America. And we're back. Thank Hope you, Hope you too. enjoyed our, our lovely sponsor. We don't know which one you got yet. Yeah, I'll, I'll randomize it. I'll surprise, <laughs> I'll surprise myself. I read a couple, well, I read three articles. One of them, I think, got blasted out by one of the videos Patrick showed me about crypto. But um, one of the articles I read was about how um, there's likely going to be um, an inclusion of taxing on cryptocurrency as well as NFTs um, with the new infrastructure bill, um, which would not only target the folks who were buying and selling cryptocurrency, it would also target the people who are mining it as well. If you're just making that money, you're still going to get taxed. Because a lot have of the be- yeah, a lot of the shadow, like a lot of the kind of behind the scenes profiting is to get people to mine for you and we'll talk about why that's particularly insidious in a little bit a lot of it is having people do the mining you get all the profit from it and you give them their cut which is never gonna be a fair percentage you know i mean cut so much yeah yeah just then this is hr 3684 and it's specifically that it's not just cryptocurrency it's also uh nfts which uh we didn't talk about yet 
but basically it's it's an even faker version of cryptocurrency it feels like almost or like it's not the same thing but it's like even it's just as fake as everything else we've been dealing with Corey, Corey seemed yeah, to have it's, a it's an even more scarce it is it is a it is a manufactured scarcity where upon uh, I suppose artists will create images that are entirely unique, but still representative of their, I guess, brand, for lack of a better way of putting yeah, the it. Oeuvre or whatever that word is. Yeah, so like, uh, there, there's a pretty uh, popular one right now where it's an image of like an ape. And this ape in different images will, like, one, it's smoking a cigar, one, it's wearing a certain kind of hat, one, it's got cash dollar signs for eyes, et cetera, et cetera. Don't we but all? Due to the fact that each of these images has a unique change to it, it increases the value of it because of its uniqueness. So instead of it being a, a coin that is mined out like cryptocurrency. It is an artwork that is created by someone. And due to the fact that it is a unique design in and of itself, it has inherently more value uh, being that there is only that one. And the buying and selling of it is more or less a transferring of the receipt of ownership for that image itself is yeah. my understanding it's like a receipt for it's like a deed to a thing or a title. yeah it's yeah. yeah you're more or less the value of that image is transferred in in more or less like a title but it doesn't have to be exclusively tied to a physical artwork it can yeah, be tied to a song it can be tied to i'm hearing right. people say like more esoteric concepts like yeah I can, yeah and I'm, I mean, it's granted, trading cards. It's, it's trading still, cards. it's trading cards. And it is still such a, a new concept that I suppose my, my grasp on it isn't as complete as it maybe could be. It's very interesting to me that a currency medium could be designed around the idea of a digital artwork that lives on the internet when we have concepts like the Streisand effect that are also in place where if there is an image on the internet, there is no removing it. There's no real taking ownership of it. Like, you can have a digital receipt that says that you purchased ownership of this image, but that is literally never going to be able to stop other people from just saving that image and keeping it for themselves. And so I think the the idea of an NFT is the image itself isn't actually what is worth anything it's the receipt that you have for the image that is worth something and it's only worth something as long as people agree that it's worth something right so the idea that there is any kind of scarcity of this item just because it, you own you own the receipt for the one design of it there can be hundreds of thousands of that image out there but since you own that one receipt like it's, so do you frame the receipt? It's the scarcity of the receipt that is really the value. It very much sounds like nobody can own the land, so I guess you can buy the land. Hey, I own the land now. Now America's yeah. It it's, it's it's it sounds to me a whole lot like buying a constellation for your significant other, and you get a certificate that says you own the constellation. But, but in reality, it. there's no way that you can you know fly a flag thirty billion light years out there and plant it and say, okay, this is legit mine. Yeah. 
Um, you just can't do that. But especially it's important because NFTs are selling in upwards of $10,000. Absolutely. So that they, means they're definitely yeah. going to be taxed. So this thing that people have been, cryptocurrency and NFTs that people have been using for money laundering, um, which is, are now going to have to pay taxes on that money. Which is very and much it's like... it's going to be tracked more. Yeah, which is very much an attack on the new rich, I think. And yeah. part of it is like... Part of part of the problem I have with this style of dude is like specifically from recyclables kind of historical hot take. Paul Revere, those mm. kind of guys were low key like smugglers and money launderers of their own sort. And part of the reason they started a war, what was really just a civil war with England at the start, was because they didn't want their profits cut into. Because they had found a new way to systemize their money and their economy, and they didn't want it being their labor being off sorts, uh, lately the profits of it to the English empire. And so like, it's kind of what's going on. I see the same, so I see parallels very, very mm-hmm. clearly between what the, the crypto bro dude culture is. I don't like pe- painting people with a broad brush, but their energy is very similar to me to the energy of the people who were, uh, rallying for America in the 1770s because they wanted the economic opportunity, you know, to own people. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so it's, it's not any different because like, like we were saying before, a lot of where the income comes from when you're making the money in, in crypto, at least, is having someone do all of that digital work. Somebody sits at a computer and does some stuff so that the encryption happens, but mm-hmm. you get a profit all of, off of all of that mm-hmm. because part of keeping the thing encrypted is you're spending so much energy to encrypt it that the very act of trying to, to hack into it takes more energy than is possible. Right. Well, that's in theory how things would in a perfect world for a lot of these folks work. But unfortunately, what I have been seeing with at least in particular a lot of these NFT transactions is that isn't the case uh, due to the fact that it is unregulated and due to the fact that it doesn't have insurance. There are instances where people are selling NFTs that, uh, you know, are claimed to be of a certain amount of value and then they find out that they've gotten duped they've gotten they've either gotten scammed and there's no insurance there because there is no regulation or they've actually legitimately been hacked because inherently in trading a lot of these things you have to give a certain amount of your own personal information digitally to the other person on the other side of this transaction and when they have it if they're quick and savvy enough they can take all they want. There was a, an article I read about a cryptocurrency based on Squid Games, and everybody was warned away from it, right? And a lot well, of people... it was clear it was non-fungible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And fungible means you cannot use it to buy other stuff. Like... It, it has no cash value. It, it has no cash value. Okay, okay. It is only has value in that you have the currency. So, these artists made this currency... And they the, sold about $8 million worth yeah, of it. And then they just disappeared with the money. Yeah, they just disappeared with the money, which they legally could do based on the agreement that was created because there is no regulation of cryptocurrency. And, Sorry. and I don't remember the exact article I read or I would have sent it to you, but the, the writer made a good point, which is the people that are going to fall for this, though, 
are the people that don't understand any of this stuff. Because we understand that there's a culture around crypto. We understand mm-hmm. those guys, right? Like there was, this is a little personal, but I had a friend of a friend who was like, you know, my boyfriend got violent with me and, and I knew, oh, he's into crypto. Like there's, I can see how that would extenuate and how he's justifying that. And it's, we're not saying that everybody who's into crypto beats their partners, but there is a pretty heavy correlation. There, there, yeah, <laughs> no. What I mean, the correlation I mean is that there is a certain amount of inherent like pride or greed or, or just maleness. That's not even the right word. I'll think of the right word in a second. But there's a certain je ne sais quoi. No. Mm. <laughs> you're, you're seeking out being on top. It's, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's if you. you, if you have the cryptocurrency, if you're the one who owns the thing, you have the power. It's it's the the guy that I want to reach with recyclables and kind of with this of there's a guy that sees the ship pile and both wants to kick it over and wants to get to the top at the same time. Yeah, and or cri- starts out wanting to kick it over but gets to the top and realizes they want to stay. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and crypto appeals to that kind of guy a lot. Because it's, it is a chance to, it has a lot of things that I, I respect. It's open source, which mm-hmm. means it's, it's based on more of a community agreement than like a shadowy cabal. And I don't yeah. mean that in the fucking Q yeah. sense, but I mean like, we don't, can any of us explain what the FICO is to me in no. like less than an hour? Yeah, yeah. The thing that I would respect about it too is like I was saying earlier, it is a, you are seizing the means of production. Okay, yeah. hold on, time out. So, that is actually not accurate. And because in the other ones we're going to see, there are limitations and there are barriers. Yeah. I at least have one more article. Um, well, technically I have two. But the next one I wanted to talk about was because uh, the new governor of New York, Eric Adams, he said that he thinks that uh, cryptocurrency needs and cryptocurrency literacy needs to be taught in schools. So he thinks that our youth Which- needs to be taught about cryptocurrency and how to use it. He also said that he, w- he would be willing to accept his first three months payment for being the governor of New York in cryptocurrency. Tell me you only want to be mayor of, or governor of New York for three months without telling me you only want to be governor of New York for three months. Well, and I mean, <laughs> more so, it just reeks of conflict of interest for him to be Didn't couching that... I want these kids to learn about this, mm-hmm. so I want impressionable youth to buy into this new thing, and I want to, like, show that I have support in it. And that's a big part of crypto, is that influencers talk about the crypto they're a part of, More. and that can either jack up the price of one or plummet the price of another based on what someone says about mm-hmm. it. Elon Musk has already proven that with enough clout, you can make changes to he- a market. He took the Barbara Streisand effect and was like, I, I think I can use this equation. I can use like, it to my advantage. He yeah. worked backwards. Yeah. yeah. He, at one point, I want to say this was the end of 2019, he made some moves that made it so Tesla stock was devalued enough that he would pay less in taxes for that year than he would have. Mm-hmm. So he has intentionally deflated stock prices and specifically has talked about his support for Bitcoin to put more money into it, and then he pulled a bunch of his out once it had made that bump up. He has set a precedent that now other people are following up with. Well, I don't even know if he set a precedent, because I think this whole influencer bullshit with cryptocurrency has been around since Bitcoin was created yeah, 12 years ago. I think so. 
10, 11, 12 years I, ago. Again, I think it's one of those things where you can't underestimate the influence of cocaine on human history. Yeah. Because this sounds like a cocaine plan to me. Like, this sounds like something... Well, yeah. It's like, I can, I can think of five comedians right now who would have tried to pitch me on cryptocurrency after a bender. Like, I can... I yeah. can like, no, bro, we need money that's, like, the people's money, but it's not the... Go- it's our money, so we right, have the right. money, man. Well, and that's, that's what I was trying to get at earlier, and it's like, regardless of how true it is, it seems that the spirit of cryptocurrency is taking the means of making money yeah. and giving it to the people, even though that's not necessarily how it can be done it seems that that's the spirit that yeah, they're yeah. trying it's to that portray illusionary, it as. it's that illusionary thing that i dislike it's about a, neo, yeah. neoliberalism in general yeah it's but the, it's sticking it to the government we're gonna do our own thing which but is why really you can't because you don't have servers which is why it's particularly like insidious to me when a governor does that yeah because it's part of that a thing uh, or a mayor a my plus. bad oh that's right mayor there's this whole issue throughout history with when you when you delegitimize and you you when you fight authority from a position of authority without acknowledging that you're authority, mm-hmm. that's some serious cognitive dissonance, mm-hmm. and it fucks with your society. And that's a little bit of what we're seeing right here is, like, people losing such faith in the overall system but insisting on it still being. I mean, that's just definitively what has happened to the entirety of our society within the last year in almost every respect of the cognitive dissonance is, like, coming to bear. We're feeling the impacts of, like, oh, these two things can't be real. Like, the government can't be corrupt and good. It has to be one or the other. Yeah. Yeah. The last article I read, and it was a Forbes article about it, and all of these will be in the description, so if you folks want to read up, read along at home or whatever. The thing that was interesting at the end, like, it, it just talked about, like, history of currency um, what crypto has looked like, what, what's what been going on with it, how it is making a lot of money right now, da-da-da-da-da. They end it with just a throwaway of like, yeah, and there's some concerns about how it affects the environment. And I really wanted to get to that to point out that I read three different articles. Only one of them yeah. mentioned the environmental impact of cryptocurrency and crypto mining. Which isn't and only s- one of them did it as a fucking throwaway right at the end. Which isn't to say that they're not out there. Uh, and the next segment, no, like, exactly. It, but you have but I'm to just look saying, for them. I picked three separate sources, and I just, I literally just typed in cryptocurrency and news, and these are the three things that I saw. These are like, if they're the three top ones, I mean, I might have went a little just because, like, but the fact that a good portion of this is not addressing the amount of effort and energy and like literal either fossil fuels or renewable energy is required to run these computers to do these intense equations to either get that money or bid for the new money or blah, blah, blah. And so the next segment is we're going to be talking specifically about the negative impacts and the defenses that folks are trying to make. Are you tired of paying actual cash to charge your electric vehicle at a charging station? Why would you use real money when you can use electronic money? Tesla coin, coming to you soon because Elon Musk is too bored and has way too much money and dime on his hands. All right. Hey, welcome back. Uh, This is part three of our discussion of cryptocurrency. It's kind of like a Monet. 
From far back, it looks nice, but once you get up close, it's a big old mess. And that is the only clueless quote we are doing of the night, but it applies. Well, I might also be like, money, please. Or, money, please. Or is that, that's, that's Parks and Rec. That's Parks and Rec, but still great. <laughs> strong, strong clueless energy from that character. <laughs> what, what you said, though, is right to, to the thing that I want to talk about, the environmental impact. And one video is a man, uh, is a representative of the crypto industry in an interview He's a crypto apologist. Yeah, he look, he really looks like right out of casting. He looked like every douchey um, Lincoln Douglas debater that I dealt with in high school. Yes. Just so up his own ass and enjoyed making an argument regardless of how he believed. Strong devil's advocate because my dad has the devil's money vibes. Yes. Uh, and but it's so hot I want to slap him. I, so yeah, definitely, definitely like a very, a very attractive man as well. The guy that responds to him is also kind of out of casting because he's like a, a, a nerdy British dude talking from his Zoom call with cool infographics. Oh, yeah. And and the thing I found interesting is uh, the second video is a response to that. Yeah, yeah. We're showing him the face. Yeah, yeah. We're it's... showing him the douchey guy. And then where's the handsome guy? Oh, no. Here. Yeah. There. So, you know, scruffy, handsome, uh, but unassuming, doesn't look like... Doesn't look like he wipes his ass with $100 bills. So so the issue is crypto creates a lot of pollution. It's, it's interesting because it doesn't just create pollution. It uses a lot of resources. The cryptocurrency industry is very well aware of it. Mm-hmm. So Because not only does it take a lot of energy to run those equations, if you have a big enough server room doing it, it takes a lot of energy to get there, and then you have to use energy to cool it off as well. Because, because those server rooms get fucking hot. And these are these are like apartment size, not apartment room, like mm-hmm. not the individual apartment, but apartment complex sized buildings filled with computers running programs that are just going over these algorithms over and over again. Like there, some like some of the biggest compounds are located in like Siberia uh-huh. because it's so cold. That it's the only that like that's it's the only place on Earth that it could sustainably yeah. exist without catching fire. And and so the issue is like it creates a lot of and it, it requires a lot of energy, which means you're drawn to places where the energy costs are the lowest. Those are some of the most despotic places in the world. Like those are are places where people are in poverty conditions, or you go to really corrupt governments, i.e. Siberia, right? Mm-hmm. Where they're like, cool, if you can make our oligarchs a couple of million, we'll bend the rules for you, whatever. So- well, and another thing, too, is, and this is one of the ones that was an argument in there, was that some dams in a province of China, that they can't move that at the, the power to the places near, like, that are close by that need things. Like, it's too far away. So there's a crypto mining operation set up next to there. So the argument is that that power would be going to waste otherwise. Look at these wonderful cryptocurrencies using that power to make money. It's power being used just to make profit, right? And it's intentionally using as much power as possible because, like I said, they want to make it cost ineffective to even hack it. So the idea is that if we have an apartment complex size room of computer servers encrypting this, you're going to need two of those to to even break into it. You can't just be some chode on their laptop in a basement. You're not, you can't compete. Or Chodette. Chodette. Or Chodun. I don't know what the gender neutral would be. Chodai. Chodai. I guess. But Chodex? Chodex. 
Anyway, anyway, the the issue with that is, so you're creating all this power, or or you require all of this power. So you're either going to these crappy places, right? Crappy in in terms of how they are treating their citizenry. Yes. Or crappy in terms of conditions of life because how they're treating their citizenry. Mm -hmm. And it's their their argument is either it's 39% of it, according to one video, it uses renewable energy. A large percentage of it is supposed to be this 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 energy that's not being used anyhow. Mm -hmm. But the issue is... That's um, still 61%. Fossil, fossil fuel fuels. and the amount of energy that it's using right now is more than the or, or it's half of the credit card industry so so computers like cre- your regular paypal transaction and visa transactions those also take computing power it's a significantly less uh complicated computation but because it is less secure as well though yeah but it's also They've kind of reached their their max of what they'll ever need. So they've hit their threshold. But in theory, crypto is going to continue to grow exponentially as it reaches its end number of whatever whatever the end goal of your coin bit is. Right. Which is confusing because we've seen, we saw in some of these articles that they said there's a finite amount of a currency. Like there's only 12 million Bitcoin. However, then we had some dude, the, the dude who was talking, the, the one I wanted to punch in the face, and he was saying, like, well, they only release a certain amount per day, like, every 10 minutes, da da da, da. So it's like, I don't understand if because you're finding the amount, but you're releasing what? Because it's one of those quirks of math of as the equation increases, it increases the equation, which it, it, it's one of those those paradoxes. So it takes longer to do it. Yeah. So so. Oh my god! It be, it's one of those things where like your computer is stuck at two hours of processing time because it's only able to do as much. It's kind of the same deal with the the score of crypto. But the issue is that this power is being made manufactured a lot of it through coal, a lot of it through things that are burning into the environment anyhow. And then the 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 counter argument to like this power isn't being used. The reason this power isn't being used is because oftentimes companies will hoard the power before they give it away. And also like an unfortunate reality is that so much of the economy is based on making money for fuel manufacturers, that it's never going to be efficient for anyone to switch to renewable fuel sources. Banks are tied up in, in oil interests. Oh, yeah, like, and oil's trying to tie up in crypto. Sorry if I spaced out for No, a that, that, was, that was where I was going to go. And so oil is trying to tie back up into crypto so that it can stay relevant, so that, that when new money comes along and becomes a standard, it still won't be allowed to be made extinct because it's important to this stuff. It is inherently so, baked into it from the start. Here's something I was thinking then. If there were things that we could say to improve crypto, one of them would be that it would have to agree to cut out fossil fuel interest. Yeah, if we wanted if to... If it's going to use that green angle as an argument. I, I understand their barrier to going 100% green, which is the more renewable technologies we get the more threatened the fossil fuel industry feels, the more it will try to do things to fight that. That's I, my, my personal kind of chaos theory yeah. thing is yeah. that's why they're starting to tax it, is that they want to get it taxed and regulated before they start pointing out the hypocrisy of how we treat 
oil industries, big pharma at all. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's you back an animal into the corner, it's yeah. going to have less options, right? Yeah. So. And another uh, insidious angle to the pollution, though, before I, before I lose it, is the the computers themselves. Yes, that was what I was thinking. Is, is that as, as these encryptions get more and more complicated, the computers get outdated. So the computers that we're using now will be obsolete in a year, and they're not really recyclable. They're, they're very specific. They're designed to do a very specific thing really, really, really well. Mm-hmm. And so you can't just turn that into a gaming computer. Right. Well, and also, like, that brings to mind, I'm sitting here thinking about the fact that there's been a fucking chip shortage for the last, like, year. And, and that's partially because of crypto. That is absolutely... So, the vehicle manufacturing, which, quite frankly, I'm okay with that being completely yeah. driven to a halt. But uh, the fact of the matter is... Tesla, is okay. Is if we're going to be living in a society that relies, all of our shipping relies on computers, all of our technology, just generally communications relies on computers, all of our aircrafts rely on computers, the more we take away from our ability to manufacture uh, anything that is going to be able to help the way that we exist as it is right now with all of the other infrastructure that we have, the more we take away from that and dedicate to this cryptocurrency... The more we're going to run into situations where we don't have enough for it when we need it. Yeah, we're we are we're we're creating a uh, a shortage years and years down the road now of a lot of computer parts could be going to more important things. Another insidious part of the issue is that the numbers are both so big and so little. Sometimes that's hard to comprehend because crypto only uses crypto uses less than one percent. Of the world's energy output. Yeah, it was 0.1%. But that's still as much energy output as someplace like Sweden or Norway or Cuba were examples I've heard. Like, like small, small nations worth of people's power output. And that's power output that's being created is the part I want to highlight, which it's, I know it's, it's, a part of 0.1% of the overall world, but it's being created and used specifically to create currency. So here's a question I have. So say cryptocurrency takes over, right? And all transactions are on cryptocurrency. Every time a currency is transacted in any way, shape, or form, all the blockchains get bigger. So, like, it's going to get exponentially more difficult to track... I, I think it tracks itself as it goes. I, I, I'm not, I'm not 100% but like, on the the it says, the But it includes the history, so isn't it going to... Like, if you, if you have all of the transactions and not just what's just strictly crypto transactions going that way, and it's already taking as much processing power as it is when they're not very fungible, like, once they are fungible for things and the transaction numbers keep on increasing... That's, that's the concern. Like... Because it it may it may replace a certain amount of what's already going on via like PayPal and and Visa and the normal credit industry. It may supplant some of that. So like it may leach off the. Because right now my understanding is the credit industry. The the figures I saw was that it is roughly double what crypto is now. But crypto is in such a, the the concern. It's such a niche thing right now, and it's already half of the power output. And, and exactly, there there is some there is some validity to the argument that it is leaching power out of the old structure to add to itself. But it's it's 
creating it. And that's my big problem with it is it creates a ton of waste in the, the energy, the pollution. It, it siphons a lot of energy, which creates a lot of pollution. And then the technology itself is pollution itself. Is yeah. pollution itself. And then the people that advocate for it don't care because, Hey, I'm making my profit. One of the pitches that crypto is making, uh, oil rigs off the ocean do explosions sometimes. And that's a huge output of energy. And they want to find a way to harness that to power crypto. And it's like, great, but you're just finding an excuse to frack more and profit off of it. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's that, it's, it's, it's a fuck thing. Fuck you got mine. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about like, it's not necessarily an environmental impact, but so I worked for an online bank for about a year and a half, give or take. And a good portion of that was during the pandemic. And during the pandemic, there was a huge increase in unemployment fraud. Uh, just astronomical. And a lot of it was people who didn't even know that's what was happening on the account. Or they thought it was legally their unemployment. A lot of that happening. Well, a lot of these people were doing cryptocurrency transactions with that money because the person who helped them set it up, that needed them that was the way they got money back was having that person deposit it into crypto shit like that so i saw it being used as a way to launder and swindle money from vulnerable people i think like on top of all of the like environmental things it's still just so harmful to the people that are getting losing their money in this situation. just like all scams yeah it's, yeah, it's, it's, the, it's super fucking it's the scammy. thing it's the same thing that the, it goes back to the thing Corey was watching that that we were uh, wanting to get to which is like it's the return of the nigerian prince scheme it seems it is an, a back door for a lot of those people to come back and it's a it's a lot of admission that there are problems with the system mm-hmm. that it's messed up that a bunch of that a bunch of people keep inheriting the same money over and over again yeah. and enslaving people to varying degrees of, mm-hmm. of enforcement and using that as a system it's it's looking at that and being like man that's terrible you know what we need to be in charge of that yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. to and be well, to do it our way and it's insane how we're at a point where they're so comfortable in doing it that they're straight up showing proof they're showing actual proof of the fact that they're doing this online and they're not being held accountable for it. There are transactions that are happening where a massive amount of money moves from one place to another to another incredibly quickly. And because, at least before this most recent bill was passed, there was no regulation, nothing could be done about the fact that this was blatant laundering of money that was happening and they're posting screen caps on Twitter that they're doing it. It's like if hacking in a pyramid scheme had a baby. There's those entrepreneur shitty people who are convincing people to do it because if they tell them to buy a currency and they have currency in that, they sell it and make the money. But then there's also the people who just want to fuck the system up and ruin every. I don't know. I'm losing it. I'm so mad. This but is this is so depressing. The last section is just going to be us talking just what we hate about it, I think, right? That's that's going to be... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know what, Corey? Mm. I really want to start doing a new uh, way of investing. Have you have you heard any new ones out there? No, I haven't, Rochelle. Do you have any ideas? Oh, well, I was, I was flipping through the USA Today the other day, and there, there was this one called PuraCoin. PuraCoin. Well, tell me about it. Well, here's the thing. You buy... Your Pura coin, right? Pura right? coin. And then 
you get five more people to buy pure pure coin. And when they buy that pure coin, you get extra pure, pure coin. coin. Pure coin. And then when they get their people to buy more pure coin, pure coin. you get more pure coin. Pure coin. Pure coin. And you know what's the best part? What is the best part, Rochelle? It is not a pyramid scheme. All right, so now now we are back for now our we're final, back. Our, our wrap-up. We got Patrick, we got Rochelle, we got Corey. Ooh. We're sitting around a coffee table that I refinished in college. Ooh. Humble brag. I also made poutine for dinner tonight. It was very, very delicious. I'm sad I missed it. Yeah, you, you thought of the idea and I made it before you came back. So we've already talked about what cryptocurrency is. Um, we've also talked about how it's affected directly, like, politics and legislation that's moving forward and then we also talked about the um good and bad ramifications of it and we kind of said all of the fact that it's pretty bad it's pretty it's kind of it's 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 trying to replace money but it's also got a lot of marketing multi-marketing multi-level marketing mlms uh scam feel to it mlms Mm -hmm. if you will i'm doing bad at this cryptocurrency is less reliable meaning that if you don't have an internet connection, you can't confirm it and you can't use it for something. And and a thing we haven't, none of us have mentioned, well, we sort of mentioned it, which is like, it's easy for people to lose access for it. If you lose yeah. the password to it, you've lost all your money. If, yeah. you, if you haven't written it down or remembered it, right? Or if somebody hacks you. And it's like, hey, I don't want to brag, but I forget passwords a lot. And there's also been instances where people have just died and no one knows they're, so no one can have access to that money. Yeah. So, there's that. Next thing that bothers me about it is that it's even faker than paper money. Like, there's no physical thing you can even touch. Sir, most of our money is, like, tied up in bank accounts. But you can have a 20 fucking dollar bill and you can go somewhere and hand that to someone and buy something. You don't have that with this. Third off, physical money is recycled. 90% of cash money... Dollar dollar bills are recycled and they are typically used for things like producing cement, producing compost, or potting soil. They are oftentimes used in the uh, uh, interest of further infrastructure. Uh, Unfortunately, no one's making money quilts. I thought that would be awesome. When it comes to cryptocurrency, the computer parts that you use are not recyclable. And they get outdated super quickly, so it's not a long-lasting system, and it's highly non-recyclable. On top of that, it's literally hurting the environment and the fact that it costs so much energy to create what you're doing. You are literally paying for the amount of kilowatt-hours energy the processor uses to get that currency. So that is how you're making your money, is by burning electricity. So if you live somewhere that there's not a lot of electrical pull and you can get it for cheap, you make more money. Which with the international thing, kind of a thing I, I glossed over without thinking about is like a lot of that labor that's being put into mining the numbers is is being stolen in some fashion. Not just in the traditional somebody is making you do work and, and taking most of the money, but it's also like people who can be taken advantage of in those situations. So it's it's for lack of a better term, third world countries who are being outsourced for this to do all this work. And they're not, they're not being adequately paid. That's why you go to a country like that. Like, Mm -hmm. and that's another horrible aspect of this. Yeah. So it's like, if you look at all of the things that a currency would ideally be, 
to make things run smoother and or better. It doesn't feel like cryptocurrency does any of those things, so it inherently just makes currency bat worse all around. I, I can appreciate the good to it, you know. Like, mm-hmm. I can appreciate the things that people see in it that are redeemable. Oh, the concept of decentralizing anything yeah. is great to me, but as long as that decentralization is benefiting everyone instead of the few... And unfortunately, it looks like with this, that's what's happening. And that's my that's my problem is you're yeah. reinventing yeah. the suffering wheel. Okay, it's, yeah. Cryptocurrency is more or less a, an M M&M and M that is full of poop. It is a noble crust on the outside with nefarious center on the like yeah. all the way down. It, the idea is great. The execution is so poor. It reminds me of historically this thing that happened during specifically the French Revolution. Which is, as the revolution is really gaining speed, it's gaining speed in Paris, right? It's gaining speed among the lawyers, among the bookkeepers, among the people who live in town. And meanwhile, the peasants don't even know what's going on. And eventually there's like a peasant uprising that tries to reestablish the king as bad as a king is for peasants. Because these other people don't want to just take down the king. They want to replace it. This middle class what we would call come to call the bourgeoisie mm-hmm. they don't just want to take down the king they want to replace him and it's kind of what i'm seeing in crypto too is big like the king is dead long live the new king us it kind of clues you in when billionaires look at something and they're like that shit's dope maybe you <laughs> living in a middle class or less household shouldn't look at what the billionaire really likes and go, yeah, I'm about that too. The one thing I didn't realize that I was going to have to confront in this is that I still do not fucking get it. Like, yeah, as much, yeah, yeah. As much, like, and <laughs> We've had this whole conversation. I'm still clueless. <laughs> well, so we, I I'm spent sad, all weekend on this. I'm sad that it wasn't recording initially when you and I were talking about it and getting ready because, like, I felt like... The more information I read trying to explain how blockchain and how the rest of this works, the more I read about it, like, the more fractured my reality became. And it's, it's, I think that's kind of what the scam artist quality counts on. Yeah, it's an inaccessibility to understanding what's happening. And there's, and, but I think genuinely there's not really, it's, it's one of the things we try to, like, like, preach on in the show is that it's not necessarily that it's inaccessible. It's that's kind of the the fact of the matter is it's people trying to make people responsible for the money. But somebody but it's turned into scam artistry because the overall system is flawed. It's it's just, right. <laughs> just like, yeah. Ah. It's just like it's just so nerve wracking. Like uh Robert Evans talks about it in Behind the Bastards where it's like if any of these people thought about solving the actual problems instead of reinforcing the old problems with code, it's yeah, it's the same. It's the same. It's a reoccurring theme on recyclables, where it's like there's people who see the shit pile and they're like, "Sweet, I want to kick it over," but for they get to the point of kicking it over and they're like, "Actually, I kind of like being on top of the shit pile," and you're like. Thank you, Paul. Moadib! Sorry. But sometimes it also feels like they think that that's, like, kicking over the shit pile. Like, they they can't even get past the point to be like, oh, you know what would be better is if I, like, 
solved the issue of, like, really curable diseases, like, and figured out a way to do that. There was a point where they would talk about how you could have people play, like, a simple game that has simple problem-solving things, and if enough people did it collectively, you could solve a much bigger problem. Yeah. So that is, I think, crypto and blockchain or whatever comes out of that conception. And what's really frustrating is we're using it for things to, like, hide fucking child porn or make douchey bros more money instead of fixing the actual problems. I always picture so much. I always picture the person listening to this, what they're expected to do. Because I know I listen to podcasts, and I'll be like, "What the fuck do you want me to do yeah, about it?" Yeah. Don't and buy any cryptocurrency. That, that's one. Don't buy any cryptocurrency Please. if you have. More importantly, if you have older relatives that are like, "Oh, I I should be doing this." Don't necessarily get, steer them towards us. I don't know that we'll be their cup of no. tea. But, like, like be prepared to research some of the information. Yeah. A lot of our goal with this show is to just give you a starting point to ease you in. Honestly, some of the resources that we're linking, especially the videos that Patrick uh, looked up, those would probably be good resources for a good amount of people. Um, to get a better understanding, and they would be accessible to a lot of folks. That's, that's what yeah. I look for when I look for yeah. videos. Yeah, like, we're we are not a market substitute for your own research and the research of people who are professionals who understand math, understand programming. Just ask what Q thinks. Yeah, but what we would, what we, what we are is is proud inventors of the Q coin. Ooh, which Q-Coin. you, you, you listeners can subscribe to QCoin. You can, you can, if you want to be a part of the QCoin phenomenon, all we need is 1700 units of credit. Uh, yeah, listen, these are non fungible. But you'll um, be in on the ground floor of a future be on the investment. Floor of a future investment that we will 100% not dump all the profits once made. We will continue to service the coin that you, you if buy. equations are done, mm-hmm. if they were being done, they would be done on completely renewable energy sources. So you can know that when you give us our your money... They don't even take energy. We figured out how to do the computation without electricity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the it's, best stuff. We use human electricity, the bioelectrical energy of our brains, to do the calculation of how much money do you give us, and we divide That's it That's actually what the us. Matrix is. It's not just that they're batteries. They're also, like, they do the, the computation, too. Oh, yeah. No, You're that just ma- making me think of the whole Chernobyl thing where this, we solve the problem with bio-robots. Translation, we sent dudes up there. To die, yeah. Uh. <laughs> oh, so uh, sad. I think, I, I, you know, this conversation has really instilled in me a whole lot of confidence, actually, because I think what it has led me to believe is that all of my hours and hours and hours that I have poured into playing video games with inventory management, specifically with systems whereupon I get other goods by trading the goods that I have... Um, I feel like this is, we're just cycling back as an entire society into oh, yeah. a point where it's just going to turn back into bartering and chating. And like, like, much like in the 1960s where you could travel through Europe with 12 pairs of Levi's jeans and it would be completely funded. I do think in my most optimistic heart of hearts that like, 
this kind of thing is a sign. Like, like the fact that people want to hear about this and are intrigued mm-hmm. about it mm-hmm. is a sign that we're like, man, this is all a messed up system. Mm-hmm. Government is low key just extortion. Yeah. Like, uh, labor extraction is really all money is. Yeah. Maybe, <clears throat> I, I don't know that we will figure it out in this generation. Yeah. Maybe like two yeah. generations down the line. What was that thing you were telling me before? Like, generational trauma takes about four generations. Yeah, yeah it can yeah. take up to four generations for general. Tra- so maybe our great grandparents figure out yeah i mean hopefully they do i would just say in defense of my argument for your consideration what is more environmentally friendly than trading back and forth the things that already exist that don't need to be manufactured anymore don't need factories to create more pollutants oh my god you know it was the grossest phrase that came out of the um the bro the guy supporting crypto Monetary unit from scratch. Muffs? But it's just like, this isn't a fucking cake! We're, we're gonna go down this rabbit hole again, but it's just... No, it's but just it's, trying... it's, a, it's offensive because it's trying to make it sound like something you made. And it's like, it's something you made up! That was the overall hugest issue I have with all these guys, is it's made up. And you and I and Corey know it's made up. And they, my, my biggest problem is the guys running the scam know it's made up, mm-hmm. but they just sell the scam and our system is designed to reward the scam seller. Like, yep. it's, yep, nope, you're, you're not selling the knives, you're selling the other people. The so only, be sure and buy Qcoin. The only challenge I have to your assholes all the way down statement is just grifters all the way down. Yeah, yeah. Because like that's how that's how I've started to feel about things. Is like, as long as we are not holding grifters accountable and like not rewarding that type of behavior, it's just gonna keep gonna happening. It's a good. That's a good land to close. But on. yeah, let's, so, let's hold grifters so accountable. Beyond not purchasing cryptocurrency and like, if you're seeing people like talking about it, just kind of ask polite questions. Call people on their lies. Just call them on their I lies. Mean, or don't or or don't give you I to me, you either call people on the lies or you don't mm-hmm. give the lie space in your life. Yeah. Here here's so how I will I walk would away from your that. crypto conversation or I will be like, no, cool, it's a scam. Bye. Yeah. Well and I, I guess I would phrase it a little differently. If it's someone that you know and care about, get really give them time to explain why they value yeah. it. Listen to them. Be their friend first and then have a conversation about it. Because if you come at it like, I'm right, you're wrong, it's not going to work. I'm actually going to include a resource of a YouTuber who has a really good video about how to talk to conspiracy theorists. Because unfortunately, I think cryptocurrency and conspiracy theory pretty close together. If they're like around a big group of people or it's like a public post, something that like you just want to at least make sure like, hey, I just want to make sure there's a voice here that says that, There's a lot of issues with cryptocurrency. Here are some resources that can explain that to you. Because, like, I'm not saying that it's going to stop people from believing what they say, but if they see someone who has a different viewpoint and that's how they feel, too, they can feel emboldened to be like, I will say something about how I feel about crypto in the future. And I do want to acknowledge that what we are doing is low-key a grift in a sense, and that, like, anyone could go find this information and regurgitate it themselves, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and me, us asking money for it is, in a sense, not that different. I'm not asking for anything. I I don't get any money from this. (laughs) I am doing this out of the goodness of my fucking heart. 
But and I, I'm really bored. But I can understand. Like, like I do want to acknowledge that. Like it, it just occurred to me that like I get that some of what people who do podcasts and stuff it's low key a scam. But like I'm also not going to take somebody's life savings to, to yeah. There's there's different kinds of scams. Yeah. That's like kind of like that's like arguing that the barista scamming you because the coffee costs more. They could get those facts on their own, but they're they going to get it coded in a Rochelle Patrick Corey sandwich. No, for free. There is value hmm. in the entertainment that comes. With yeah, I, I hope. I hope so. Providing yeah. a service. Uh, Quit denigrating yourself. <laughs> it's not like we're making claims at the beginning of our podcast yeah. that will make them richer or even that will make them smarter. But if so, they want to invest in Q coin, if you want to invest in Q coin, <laughs> CIA, listen. In Christ. So coin. here's the wildest thing about Q coin. It is somehow a cryptocurrency. However, there is nothing digital about it. And it's also an NFT that is completely non-fungible. It's, yeah. it's, did, 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 did that right? Now you're going to want to cut this part, but if you are one of the listeners of this podcast and you just so happen to know the location and are near enough to it of one of the crypto farms, I would suggest you uh, study up a little bit and do a little bit of research on the movie Fight Club. And I'm not necessarily saying that you perform anything in that movie, but yeah. I am saying the ending of that movie is quite poetic. You know, you know, I am, you know, for some reason, I'm just thinking of the way that, like, Dynamite has really influenced anarchist history. Like, unrelated, <laughs> apropos to nothing. I mean, it was just the 5th of November the other day. <coughs> and for what it's worth, Parliament, Parliament. Yeah. I'm not saying able-bodied, fully-spined people who can do prison time should, should do violent acts of secession. <laughs> I'm saying... They shouldn't. Yeah. We're not advocating for violence, but we're also saying crypto currently is inherently violent. Okay. We're done. We're done. Are we, go <laughs> so ahead. Go ahead. Yes. I would just say, don't engage in cryptocurrency. Challenge people who have viewpoints about it that seem to be not helpful. And um, don't ever believe whatever Corey says. Yeah, and don't forget to like and subscribe. Oh yeah, go to Patrick's Patreon. What yeah. what is it titled? Recyclables. Recyclables. Just, just Patreon forward slash recyclables. Yeah, right? and then I am on Instagram at whore for poor, and I'm on mescaline. Thank you for picking up recyclables today. Donations to the Acast streaming service are, of course, always welcomed, but the best way to support the show is by going to patreon.com forward slash recyclables and becoming a patron today. If you can't do that, another great way is by liking, subscribing, sharing, rating, and reviewing the podcast on whatever podcast listening service you use. All right, thanks. <laughs>